Rob Douglas, owner of Simply Wild Journeys, joins Chris and Jerry to discuss upscale, personalized adventure experiences for all ages at the north end of the South Island in New Zealand, also home of the world champion rugby team. for listening all around the world and I'm Chris Newton one of the co-hosts and I'd like to introduce my other co-host Jerry Fuller. Uh, how you doing Jerry? Fantastic hey. and I'm even more fantastic because of our guest Rob Douglas That's right. of Simply Wild Journey and I tell you I can tell you firsthand um, having uh, traveled with Rob literally traveled with Rob that his company is phenomenal and Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, yeah w- I, welcome, Rob. Yeah. I want to start out first of all, if it's okay, Rob, to uh, sort of tell a little about the trip that you arranged for us, my friend and I. That um, um, we got there and stayed at this wonderful hotel, and we took a helicopter uh, up on top of the Dun Mountain. And there were our bikes waiting for us, our mountain bikes, and we rode down this 3,000-foot mountain, and I think it's about 20 miles. Is that right, Rob? Uh, probably about 20 kilometers, so you, around about 12 to 13 oh. miles, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I got it mixed up with the kilometers. And uh, yeah. right down to the heart of Nelson, where um, we went out, and we went out and um, went on a road with a famous all-women's waka team. Uh, it's sort of like a, a um, Hawaiian outrigger, and we sped like mad demons across the ocean and had a fabulous sure. time. And then um, the next day, uh, we went by helicopter out to the beginning of the, of the Harangi Trail, trek, and um, uh, walked it quite a ways. And, you know, Rob, one of the things I really, really appreciate about that, uh, because we had just gotten off of the uh, Milford track, um, my friend uh, had shrapnel in his le- uh, ankle and foot, and uh, it really had started bothering him. And, you know, our guide, who was fabulous, uh, had the cell phone, and um, it really was bothering my friend. And so he called, the helicopter came, picked him up, as the guide and I kept walking. And a bit later, there was my friend and the helicopter. He walked some more with us, and the helicopter picked him up again. And then we had a wonderful lunch and started uh, doing the Heafy trek. And um, he had me picked up once or twice there until we got to the hotel. But it was magnificent. And I want to thank you again very much for that fabulous trip. 
Um, it was a pleasure, and I guess one of the things that we were able to do because we only do personalised trips is we were able to, uh, I guess, meet that kind of um, the unexpected and and kind of tailor it to any individual people, which is is kind of nice to do. Yeah, you really are successful. Can you give us an example of, other than what I just gave, of activities that you do for your clients, the, the options that they can take? Uh, on that particular trip or in general? No, in general. Yeah. Well, I well actually going to that particular trip, I mean, uh, you know, we can tailor that to, to, I guess you would call soft adventure. I mean, it, it came out of... Um, my background in in adventure racing, you know, which is um, was very popular in this kind of area. I mean, it's popular around the world now, and the idea of kind of doing different activities in a in a continuous journey rather than you know staying overnight in a in a you know where you you bus somewhere and then you do another activity and so on. That the idea of a continuous journey, and I guess we we have a Nelson, as you know, Jerry. We have a an amazing collection of three national parks and then a couple of other kind of forest and uh, maritime parks all within probably half an hour by helicopter and and it was an an opportunity i guess to put together with the infrastructure that was here for with helicopters and yachts and so on to put that kind of continuous journey together and you can you can either have it as you kind of requested um sort of harder and uh do longer distances every day or it can be comparatively easy and in fact um you know with your your compatriot who was with it you know if something happens you know they can be moved on by helicopter or they can have a, an easier option so it it's it can be adjusted for almost anything for different kinds of people and it can be adjusted very quickly i know we were going down to do the whitewater rafting and we get there to the river and it was massive really rapid, almost at least Category 5. And it was really too dangerous to do it. So you were there, and um, we made the decision not to do that because we probably, none of us would get out alive. <clears throat> and uh, the neat thing about it, had we done it, we'd get to the end of it, and we're out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there'd be the helicopter waiting for us to take us out. And so... We had an option of either taking a plane back to Nelson, or we ought to mention uh, that Rob is calling in from Nelson, New Zealand, which is the very top of the South Island. And we're thrilled that he was able to call us and we're talking to him in New Zealand. But we opted to ride back with you and our guide in your car, which turned out to be a wonderful trip to the villages and the countryside along the rapidly flowing river that we would have been on. And... Um, I'm, I'm so impressed um, with the way that you do things. Um, I have never taken a trip, and I'm 72, for the service and the care and the personalization and the ability to rapidly, I mean rapidly, make 90-degree turns and changes due to weather, due to situations, etc. And can you give um, some specific kinds of trips that clients have taken with you? Yeah, I guess the style that we try and do, and I don't know whether we achieve it or not, um, you know that in New Zealand is a very egalitarian, and we, you know, and certainly in, in our company we deal with a very wide range of 
kind of quite high-end people to to kind of middle level. And I, I, what we try to do is combine, I guess, make it like a day out with friends in, in the sense that, you know, you, you get to know us, we get to know you on a quite a personal kind of basis. But on the other hand, um, we try to be very professional in terms of what we do in terms of timing and uh, I guess, uh, you know, things like uniforms and everything we do, we try to be professional, but fun to be with. So it's um, it's trying to marry those two things together to give a great experience for, you know, people traveling. Well, the one thing, a one thing that I really appreciated is your wife's chef ability. I tell you the lunches and the breakfast that she prepared uh, that you brought out as we were traveling uh, were superlative, absolutely gourmet. And I would like you again to thank her personally for such wonderful meals just right there in a sack. And um, that is part of what you're talking about, is the personalized family-type service. Um, what? It, it's interesting with the food, Jerry, is because I, th I think we do very good food, um, but we try to understate it when we sell it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and we hope that... Right. That, that when people come, you know, and um, and and the the food is sort of, I, I guess it's not. Um, we don't like to call it gourmet food, but it's very very good food, and it's a nice surprise for people when they're sitting on top of a mountain, just even on a day trip to to have the food unwrapped, and it's um, it's something quite special. That sounds great. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, yeah, it really enhances and makes the trip even, if it's correct English, more perfect. Um, what is the most unique or I don't want to say exotic or challenging um, trip you've ever planned for a client? Most challenging? I don't know. I think from a from a, um, a logistics and planning point of view, uh, a couple of guys we had from Arizona last year and one from San Diego and they were uh, they came directly to us and they were they they wanted uh, a lot of um, pretty serious hiking, staying outdoors, but they wanted to, when they had a break, like in Queenstown or here, they wanted um, really luxury accommodation, but they were they were kind of serious trekkers. Two of them had um, completed the race to Saad in, across the Sahara. Really? And, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted a journey sort of throughout the South Island of New Zealand that, uh, that was kind of hard, you know, hard hiking, um, interspersed by kind of luxurious stopovers in different places and the odd helicopter trip they did the rafting uh, but when they they walked on the hefe for instance they wanted to do the whole hefe uh, carry their own food and sleep outside rather than in huts but then then have some luxury and uh, yeah. that was quite a, a really interesting project to do last year where they as i say they walked 170 kilometers in, in 17 days Wow. plus uh, heli rafting and so on. And so that was a that was kind of a bit of a marathon to, to do with them. But great guys because they um, they were very, very fit business guys in their kind of middle 50s, um, you know, wanting that sort of combination of, of luxury, but then hard out when they were the hiking and in, in, in the mountains. And so that, that was a great trip to put together. Yeah. What, um, well, I should ask this, is there an, a minimum age that you work with or a maximum age? No, we don't. We've had um, babies, you know, right. and, uh, <laughs> obviously we move them across, along by helicopter or something, or they might be on somebody's back, and we've had, uh, I don't know, maybe you're you're approaching the kind of top end, but we, we've certainly had 
a couple of 80 year olds uh, walking on a short part of the hefe last year you know with helicopters so nice. you know, I, we don't have an age we're not ageist in any way actually well i want to um, emphasize to our listeners that hiking the treks of new zealand particularly the south island um, are very i don't want to say easy in the sense of easy but the the trails are well maintained they're very very um, easy to, to walk and uh, there's some ups and downs of course as far as elevation but uh, it's very convenient it's not like climbing the last part of Kilimanjaro or something like that and um, New Zealand should be greatly um, complimented on that they make it comfortable as you mentioned for all ages uh, maybe not doing the entire iffy trip because that's a long trek multi-day trek and uh, unless you do parts of it as we and they did. And uh, you mentioned yeah, yachts. You mentioned yachts. What do you do with the boats and the yachts that you have? Well, we, we obviously this is in the Able Tasman or the the um, the Queen Charlotte Sounds or either one. I mean, on on um, last Monday we did a trip for a couple of guys from um, from London where we helicoptered out to the Marlborough Sounds, which, you know, as you probably know, that's sort of uh, about half an hour away from Nelson and towards the North Island. And um, we met a, a, a large motor catamaran there um, with some, that for some friends on, and we motored right on to Cook Strait, which is the, you know, the, uh, the strait between the two islands. Uh, and a beautiful day out, and then met the helicopter on a, a remote kind of island called Durville Island, which is a little bit like some of the islands off, um, you know, off Scotland. And, and that's a kind of t that's a, a motor catamaran day, but we do a lot of sailing off in the Able Tasman, as we do boat trips, and th th they can be a day um, interspersed with hiking, you know, on the, the Able Tasman Trail, um, mm -hmm. and we we have a, a a 50 foot Beneteau yacht, which is a you know great sailing yacht, um, but we also have a a yacht called Yonder Star, which is a $5 million luxury yacht. And so we, we can sort of cater for all sorts of people. And also on the Able Tasman, which I think a lot of people do know, which is a, a lovely trail about, um, I'm just working it out in miles. It's uh, about 30 miles long. I have great memories of a few years ago of having a, an older woman from New York who had hip problems. And, uh, you know, we do, we do kind of a, uh, an explorable Tasman by a, a, a small, smaller fast boat, and um, she hadn't done a lot of walking for years. And I and I persuaded her to to walk over for a couple for for an hour over a um, a particular section of the trail, which is very scenic. And um, she was really appreciative because she actually got out and and just did you know an hour of walking. But she said, "I feel different. You know, I didn't think I could do this anymore." And she was probably late seventies um, with hip problems. And it was lovely to, to get her active again. She's going to said, I'm going back to New York and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to stay active because I know I can do it now. So <laughs> right. that's, a, that's, a, that's an example great. of, you know, I guess, <laughs> catering individual for individual people. Yeah. Well, I must compliment and I apologize for not remembering your helicopter pilot's name. He is phenomenal. Yeah, that was Andrew. Uh, Andrew. Andrew's... Andrew's, yeah. um, he's a lovely guy, isn't he? He's, he's got a, oh. a wonderful personality. 
But we, I mean, we also use um, a, another company that we use a lot uh, called Reed Helicopters, and um, we've kind of settled into a pattern, and it, it's pretty critical with uh, the kind of stuff that we do into relatively remote areas, as you, as you know, um, from a weather point of view to for for our team to be the helicopter team to be part of our team and um, very close because we're making decisions about weather and comfort of clients and so on. Yeah, and one thing that I really appreciated, do you remember uh, we went out and landed in the middle of nowhere and we hiked back into the woods to this cabin? And yes. And then we hiked some more out to where they had the photo shoot at the base of the waterfalls. Yes. And um, my friend had taken a picture of me in front of our helicopter. And um, I don't like pictures of me, but I actually put it in a book that I am actually publishing for one of my companies about, about tours, and how you can design a tour. And uh, I put that in there because of the beautiful background scenery of New Zealand. But you must say hi to Andrew for me because funny and you get the impression he's uh, like a cowboy i mean he loves to fly that helicopter and he just goes in and out and up and down and it's really fantastic i don't um, think i'll tell him anything uh jerry because <laughs> it may go to his head oh, oh, yeah. right. oh it would right. wouldn't it oh my word and i hope he doesn't listen to this show then he'll hear it <laughs> um do you do any other parts of New Zealand other than the uh, north end of New the South Island? Well, as I said, we did that trip last year, which was for Queenstown, and the, the clients oh. worked the Rootbourne track and the Milford, and so we do that sometimes. But we we have a collection of, um, at the moment, we're working on some very high-end trips, and we have a collection of, of guides. We have another guide called John Thompson that we work with in uh, Queenstown, who's a, a very highly regarded guide in that area and we have another guide in the north island we work with and so you know what we're tending to do if it's further south or north we we we, we liaise with those guys to to put a sort of a new zealand trip together and they, they are the other two guys are very very highly regarded as guides uh, top end guides in new zealand because what we do is quite um, intensive as you know uh, you, you can't cover the whole of new zealand and be able to operationally uh, be 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 right. effective, um, you know, in, in trying to cover the whole of New Zealand. You know, you, we right. need to work with local people. Yeah, yeah, right. right. And it's so effective because they certainly know what they're doing. I know our guides, um, particularly um, our bike guide, um, doing the. That was the Ash mountain. that day. Ash yeah, Whitehead. That's yeah. it. Um, oh, and I must tell you, the lunch that we stopped and had, <clears throat> prepared by by your wife. Was, so welcomed and delicious. Um, I mean, it's quite interesting. Uh, here you are, um, get to the top of a mountain, and there's your bikes, and um, the guide's with you, and you get on, and you start heading down this mountain on a very good trail. But I have to admit, I love mountain biking with passion, but the very first part of that trip, um, then, and maybe slightly incorrect, but it appeared to me at the time like that trail might only be like a meter wide. And there's like a 500-foot drop right there on your left. And on your right is the, the mountain. And um, I was a little wobbling. 
and he was very, very patient, patient, because I um, there were a couple of parts I had to get up and walk, because I'm terrified of heights, terrified beyond description of heights, and I, looking down to the trail, because I'd never been on it, I couldn't help but look over the cliff, and I thought, oh, I can't do this, I'm going to get dizzy and fall right off, but he's so patient, and he said, no, just walk this section right here, and, and it worked out beautifully, then we made it down the rest of the mountain with almost no problem. But um, I Jerry, one, Pardon? Jerry, one of the things that we say when we see a meter wide trail, we say, it's a meter wide. Not, <laughs> not, it's, a, not it's only a meter wide. We say it's a meter wide. You know, really, um, it's one of the issues that we have with mountain biking in New Zealand particularly, and I guess you know people in the States certainly do it, but you know, we we consider single track biking if there's enough room to get the wheel on. I know. You know but... <laughs> in other words, about six inches. That that is kind of a narrow trail. Well, I certainly come. I know coming down the Dun uh, Dun Mountain. I know there's a part you have about six inches. I think that one part the handlebar was going over it. <laughs> yeah, one of one but... of the things that we we do have, which is a, 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 always an issue, is the understanding people's capabilities with mountain biking particularly and um, and what we're kind of offering and one of the things that's uh, happened since you were here we've finished there is a, a new trail you'll probably be aware that in New Zealand the government put uh, about 62 million about three or four years ago into easy trails throughout New Zealand and um, that the Nelson one actually goes from from uh, Nelson City now to where you went in the Walker at Kai Territory, really, which is a, is about 30 miles, uh, and it's it's all off road. Uh, part of it goes over a special cycle ferry, and so we've we've got sort of different options now. You know, for people who, you know, who who uh, find that um, you know the Dun, for instance, might be quite hard to do. Uh, you know, there are some just great trails which are much easier around now, which which is very helpful for us. Oh yeah. But I wouldn't have traded for a million dollars our experience uh, coming down that mountain. It's a beautiful, beautiful trip. Um, and just hard enough that you know you're mountain biking. That uh, The trail is very well kept, uh, as you said. It's very clean and, and not boulders that you have to bounce over too much. But uh, it's really, really neat. Uh, I wanted to ask also, um, you mentioned the, the yacht. Do you do any like diving or snorkeling trips or anything on that nature? No, we don't um, in this area really, Jerry, because uh, the fish life is is not particularly good around the Abel Tasman. This this kind of side of uh, the area is not particularly good. Where we were, I was telling you about a trip we did last Monday with the two guys from London. That's out in Cook Strait. We were in a in a big motor catamaran and we caught uh, about. I think about 15 fish in about 15 minutes. Um, wow. and so you can get out into areas like that. But the Abel Tasman is not particularly good for uh, for diving. Um, you know, and the, the north of the North Island is the pick of you know of diving really that kind of area. Hey, hey Rob, um, you know, you know, when a guest like when they contact you, do do you kind of uh, talk to them? Like some people might think they can do a lot of things in a short time. You kind of guide them on, on just on, on the timing of everything and, and how many activities you can do and all that. Yes, yeah. that's always the issue, I guess, Chris. Is yeah. uh, with any with any traveling trip is 
being able to relate uh, exactly those kind of things. People could look on a map and think New Zealand's a very small place, and we'll do <laughs> right. we'll do this and we'll go that. And I got vivid memories of a guy from Milwaukee uh, picking him up many many years ago on the South Island here, and he decided to uh, cycle. He was an accountant. And he decided to cycle the the length of the South Island. Had really no idea in terms of, you know, the hills, the distance, and it right. looks small on a map, but it's not. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Tr trying to um, match people's perceptions of of what they want to do with the reality of that is, uh, I guess it's it's always a challenge, and it's what we do. Yeah. 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 That's great. And and do you offer with your uh, tours do you offer like a private driver and and kind of like moderate price hotels to like different ranges and things or yes yes we can do that uh you know we do, we can do top end and we can do just personalized you know right. and as you say not not top end um cut on middle of the road nice. we don't do we don't do um bottom end that's all right <laughs> right. <laughs> right right oh, that's great that's awesome. It's so great to hear from you down down in New Zealand there right now. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing how you know it, you, you're you're uh, ahead of us, right? Yeah, you're on a different time day in many different ways, politically oh. and all sorts of ways. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you, you got that right. Yeah, yeah. We we're gonna come down there, Rob. I think we're all, we're all gonna come down to New Zealand here. I know. I can't wait to get back. Um, when would you recommend um, the best time to go? Is there a better time to go, for example, um, using the boat or to mountain bike or using or trekking? Uh, can you do some of that year round? Or when do most people go? Or when is the better weather the best for the north end of the island? The, the best weather, Jerry, is uh, is from normally from about a week after New Year's Day, so sort of the first week in January through to almost probably April. Normally, the the weather is very settled during that time. Uh, you know, because we sit in the Southern Ocean, we do we get storms through from from time to time. This year is kind of is different in that uh, we have a, an El Nino, Nina, right. and. The weather is, is different again this year. It's curious. I mean, we actually haven't missed a day um, of operations this year, which is amazing, but we have had the weather change unusually in the last couple of weeks to tropical, the odd tropical downpour coming through, and which is quite manageable. The weather's, weather's okay, but it, it's different this year. But normally, if I, if I was coming to New Zealand, I would come sort of from mid-January through to the end of February, March. Uh, and, and you can pretty much rely on, on good weather for that time. And how long would you recommend um, in time, like one week? I know it depends on what they're going to do, but what is the recommendation that using a variety of your programs um, and the average length of time that our listeners should at least plan on? It's very difficult because, you know, your American holidays are kind of two weeks. Right. Everybody tries to come down here and cram all of New Zealand in two weeks. It, it's possible to do, but you could, as, as you well know, because you've traveled here quite a bit, you could easily spend a comfortable two weeks in the South Island, in the top of the, of the South Island, and then uh, maybe a little in the middle, but drive down, you know, the West Coast side and right. spend time in Queenstown and Fiordland. You know, I, I think, you know, you could easily spend sort of two weeks in the South Island uh, alone. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and perhaps pick up maybe something, maybe Auckland. Uh, but it, it, there is 
despite, as you know, it, despite the fact it's a small country, there is actually a lot of, a great deal of landscape in New Zealand and a lot of things to do. So, I, you know, to me, two weeks, it's, it's interesting. We're, we, we are, one of the things that we do is, uh, and our guides do is we, we, we travel a lot around the world ourselves. And because we're so far away in New Zealand, if we go to um, the States or, you know, in my case, you know, Caribbean, my wife and I had a honeymoon in the Caribbean. We were down there for six weeks. Uh, when we go to Europe, because it's quite a long way, we kind of think that we might go for, we would go for a minimum of three weeks, perhaps, you know, six weeks. And so we, mm-hmm. being re- very remote in New Zealand, when we go away somewhere, we kind of think of holidays. We try to go away for a reasonable length of time. And it's very difficult for when we have, particularly Americans, how you, you try to cram your holidays into your <laughs> short holidays that you have. I know. And, yeah, and, it's hard. Yeah, and try and do a lot. And and I guess there's always a, a tension when you travel overseas to do you go to one place and, and really absorb it and get to know people or do you skim through, whether it's Europe or New Zealand or wherever, do you skim through and see a lot of places but not get very deep? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's hard to figure. Yeah, it's it's hard to to figure that out. I, I'm kind of more of the uh, stay in a, in one place, a couple different places and get to know the people, get to know the places a little bit than skimming, I, you know, but I, you can skim sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. I know on this trip that we went with you, uh, because of my friend's job. Oh yeah. And, um, we only had 10 days in New Zealand and in that 10 days, I mean, it almost killed us. You guys when did we flew a back yeah. nonstop to the U S we slept the entire <laughs> time you warm out that, rob there yeah, yeah it would totally yeah. <laughs> and uh i mean literally the wheels are hardly off the tarmac taking off and they woke us up an hour before we landed and said you want breakfast <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but i know um what you're talking about uh, having been there many many times to new zealand all over um i knew exactly what we wanted to do that would meet what we wanted to do so we were not interested so much in the scenery in the sense of the activity. And on that trip, uh, we went jet boating on um, out of Queenstown and did the Milford Track. Then we came up, and I think we were with you, what, four days, I think? Yes. Yeah, yeah four days. And then we went up to Tapo, where a helicopter took us out to the volcano park. And uh, we climbed the volcano, uh, in uh, which is mountain, Mount Doom in Lord of the Rings, and um, we threw a rock over where they threw the ring over, up, and uh, hiked down. And that was a full-day trip, and um, came home. Mm-hmm. And um, had a marvelous time. But you're absolutely right. Um, normal tourist Americans, I mean, good grief. Uh, it, what we do in two weeks for, to mutilate poor New Zealand. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. I think, you know, it's, it's a plug, I guess, for, you know, if you have the funds to do it for doing, um, you know, private trips, is that you, you, I think that we can get you into, see places that you might not normally see and you wouldn't know about if you were, you know, right. if you were doing your own kind of trip. Right. And also, I think even on the day, one of the things that we, we feel that we do is we're very spontaneous. And if we uh, are having a great day with clients, we often show them more than, than we promised we would. You know, we can get to different places. That's you know, and you, as I say, you get to, I guess, in a shorter time, you get to go quite a bit deeper uh, because of the local knowledge of the guide. 
and you know, yeah. and you're not trying to satisfy because we only do private trips, you know, or groups of friends or um, or families. You, you're not trying to satisfy a whole bunch of people. You know, you're only satisfying those particular clients on that day. Yeah, I mean, I, your company is most impressive. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about your company or what you offer or options that you'd like our listeners to know? Uh, I don't think so. I think if anybody's looking for, you know, a tailored, personalized um, look at the top of the South Island and, and, and general kind of knowledge, and I suppose that we are a little unusual, as you probably know, Jerry, I think compared with with many different companies of the same nature in it, that we do a, a wide range of activities, you know, with sailing and hiking and heli hiking and biking. You know, I think I haven't seen so much worldwide that we um, we tend to be in a, in a kind of certain place in the market, but we, we do a wide range of things. So we're, we're, we're not actually doing the same trip every day. We're quite fresh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, we right. might be heli biking one day and then, we're heli hiking in the Hefe. We're in different locations. We might be sailing one day. It's pretty cool being a guide in our company, um, as you're well aware, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, before we end, I would like you to tell our listeners how they can contact your company and the website, etc. Yeah, well, you can contact us through, um, you know, most agents would know who we are or could find us, but we are... Uh, our website is www.simplywild, all one word, .co.nz, so not .com, .nz, and, um, oh, you know, NZ all the details in terms of contacting you there. Yeah, for Americans, it's NZ. <laughs> right. Yeah, NZ. <laughs> did you know that we play great uh, rugby football and that we were world champions this year? I'm sure you might have missed that, uh, did were you? you? Were you guys all, you guys were all, uh, the world champs? I, di I didn't realize that. No, yeah, we yeah, missed the, it. The all we don't blacks. get much news up here. Yes. Yeah. Down under. That's awesome. I, I, I've seen, well, I saw you guys uh, years ago, like in England, I saw you guys play England and it was, I think, the World Cup at like 10 or 15 years ago or so. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Uh, congratulations on that. Yeah. That's really it was good. It was good for the national psyche. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's like awesome. A, yeah. uh, soccer in Brazil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's well, great. Rob, we want to thank you again very, very much uh, for being our guest today. Yeah. And uh, especially taking time from your busy day, because I know it's during the work day down in New Zealand, a day ahead of us. And uh, again, thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, Rob, thanks. It was great to hear all about your great adventures down under there. Thank you for listening to thank our you. show from all around thank the world. All right. We really appreciate that. And we'd like to uh, give a shout-out. Uh, thank you to Stephen Pratt for helping compose the music, the wonderful intro and the ending of the show. And i also like to uh, say thank you to James Steed uh, for helping with the website and audio information. And also Nate Scholes um, about uh, getting us on the right track and helping us on the podcast on Travel Advice Show. Um, so thank you so much and uh, enjoy all your travels around the world. <laughs>